You're listening to the Freshly Baked Crackers Podcast. Freshly Baked Crackers. With your hosts, Josh Guster and Ian Maxwell. Here is the soup. <laughs> Intergalactic Suco. This is the Freshly Baked Crackers Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Freshly Baked Crackers. We got an exciting episode. I'm Ian. If you haven't been Intr- here before, introduce yourself, Ian. I'm Ian, and I co-host this. <laughs> <laughs> I am also here. Um, so yeah, today we have a, a very special episode. We got a guest. It's always fun. Can't wait to, to talk about some stuff here. So uh, let's go ahead and get on it. Our, our guest today works in the booming New Hollywood of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, most recently on the presently running Disney Plus series She Hulk. Uh, he's worked on many film and television productions, including the likes of other Disney properties and Hillbilly, Hillbilly Elegy. He's a writer and director of short films as well. But besides his credit, he's also a lover of dance, I hear, the voice of Zazu in an apartment budget dub of The Lion King 2, and I assure my partner, not a scroll, Andy Saravanta, everyone. Welcome, Andy. <laughs> hey, guys. Nice to meet you both. <laughs> nice to nice meet you. Nice to meet Welcome you to as show. well. So let's get right to it, Andy. Uh, Megan the Stallion is Mephisto. Can we get a conf- confirmation on that right away? <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny. Oh, um, unfortunately, excellent. I'm telling you guys, when Phase Six hits and Megan the Stallion is the big bad as Mephisto, I- I'm going to be looked at as a prophet back now. <laughs> yes, we will be heralded as heroes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're uh, you work in Atlanta in the I guess film and television industry. Um, so, like, tell our audience a little bit about, like, what you do. Uh, yeah, um, I've been working in Atlanta, Georgia, in the film industry for, what, five, seven years now. Okay. Um, m- what I do isn't as exciting what most people would think. I work in the production office. So a lot of what I do personally is, is a lot of distribution and help getting accounts set up and, and uh, getting uh, contracts ready and things like that for the show. So basically we do everything in the beginning stages to kind of like help the other departments get what they need. So like we help camera get their gear. We help all the people get their lights and stuff like that. So all of that we kind of take care of in the beginning stages. And then um, what I did on my uh, most recent show, I I really kind of focused on getting contracts ready for like, you know, the stunt people and stuff like that. Cause you know, uh, everyone has to have contracts um, before they're on camera and stuff like that. So I kind of help, um, you know, get, get those prepped and ready for them to sign the day of and stuff like that. So um, that's pretty much what I really do in the industry in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, nice. Eventually, I would love to direct my own things, but um, there's no real path to directing. So I, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like you just do your own thing and you kind of do it. So right. when I get chances and opportunities, I kind of like try to do my own stuff on my own time but being in Atlanta it's helpful because there are so many people who also want to do the same thing too for sure that's kind of the big thing that I have to think about like Atlanta has really boomed as a, a new sort of like place for new Hollywood kind of thing there's so much production going on now uh, oh yeah oh as, constantly especially in compared to like thinking about it, like at a one time it was kind of just like oh it's the adult swim shows and shit but like it has really blown up quite a bit since then Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's always interesting because like even when, because originally how I know Nikki is when I lived in Wilmington, North Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. the film industry there was huge and yeah. um, they had the whole tax incentive and it was very hard to get into the industry. 
Um, so I decided to move to Georgia. And as soon as I did that, North Carolina lost its tax incentive. But <laughs> right. then that kind of helped Atlanta and Georgia, and they basically got all the business. And so I was yeah. lucky enough to get in right before they started blowing up and, and it's been in the industry since. So Hell yeah, really good. Yeah, that's awesome. And it definitely like the work you do, you say it's not exciting to, to some, but I mean, it is like the groundwork. I mean, without your shit, like nothing can happen really, you know? It's oh like yeah, the, for sure. The foundation, absolutely. the bureaucracy matters just as much, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Point. Yeah. Okay. And, it, and it's always cool because like, you know, being there in the beginning of like helping set up the offices, like we are like the first people that a lot of the creative people see and, and, and meet when they come to Atlanta. So a lot of the producers and writers that come from LA, you know, we're the first people that they see and meet. So it's always nice to kind of get in touch and like talk to a lot of them. And, and uh, you know, every so often you become friends with them because you work on these shows for like right. nine months. So it's, yeah. it's really cool to kind of like meet and pick their brains and understand like their process and stuff like that. So it's, absolutely. it's really fun. That whole networking thing definitely seems to be working on that level. Like, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. No, that's awesome. Uh, so like, do, do you like comic books at all? I mean, you have definitely done some behind the scenes on quite a few comic book movies. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and it's funny because I've, I've always enjoyed the Marvel world. Like my first introduction to really loving Marvel was, you know, the 90s X-Men series, the oh, 90s yeah. Spider-Man series, you know, like just how true they were to the comic books and how fun it was and, and, and just how gritty they were back then. Absolutely. Um, I really loved it then. But, you know, as you get older, you kind of it falls away. Mm. And then it wasn't really until um, I went to grad school at SCAD where I met with my friends who were, you know, equally as nerdy as I. And, and we would go and watch the Marvel movies and, and we would talk and be like, man, how crazy would it be if we could work on a Marvel Marvel show at one point? And, right. and working at, and it's funny because working on She-Hulk, my friend that I was talking to that I went to school with, he actually wrote for She-Hulk. So oh, it's nice. like, it's it's such a crazy experience. And like, we'll, we'll just sit and talk and like, it's crazy to know, you know, we manifested this back in grad school and then, you know, he wrote on it. I got to work on it. Like it, it's such a crazy experience. And, and it's like such a once in a lifetime opportunity to be able to do something like that. And so like, it's, it's been a blessing and it's been fun. And then it's always fun to see on my side of like hearing people's like theories and conspiracy <laughs> right. conspiracies. Right. And then like knowing through the great minds of like, Oh, I can kind of see where this is going. Right. And, and, <laughs> and like knowing, like hearing it, it's just like how wrong or right these people are. But like, <laughs> right. And, and it's great because like Marvel knows their audience, you know what I mean? Like they mm. know like the diehard fans know exactly where they're going with it and, and how they're going to go about it. And like a lot of times you're like, yeah, they're absolutely right. Or they're like, oh no, these people are completely wrong. They don't know anything about comic books. But, <laughs> but the thing is, it's it, the, the beauty about Marvel, it's, it's entertainment at yeah. the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's people who complain about the series or all these Marvel shows. It's just like, it's pure entertainment, right? It, right. it is. It's fun to watch. It's fun to enjoy. If you don't know anything com about comic books, then it's, it's a gateway to kind of like, Oh, that is really cool. That character is awesome. I want to learn more about that. Absolutely. And so like, since then, like starting working, like, you know, my first Marvel show was black widow. And so like, since then I've been really like, I want to get back into comic books and like I've been reading comic books again. And then my boy that I was talking about that wrote for She-Hulk, mm -hmm. he actually writes uh, for comic books now. Nice. And um, I've, I, I've been picking up his comic books and then it's kind of introduced me to the other like 
you know, characters and stuff like that I'm really interested in. So I definitely started up again. And then it's funny to think like back when I was a kid, it's like, oh man, I'm nervous or I feel ashamed to say I'm in the comic books, but now I'm like full pride. Yeah. yeah. I'm in comic books. I love it. There's been such a boom of it for sure. And like, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. I, I've been blowing through a bunch of stuff on the Marvel unlimited app. And there's like always shit coming out. Like it's uh, it's pretty great. Like now yeah. is really a good time to be getting into comic books, especially with all the cross media stuff. There's so much shows and movies and video games and stuff too. So Hell yeah. <laughs> it warms my heart, Andy, though, that you talk about the 90s X-Men run. Because <laughs> Chris Claremont, his, the whole mutant genesis era is very, very, very close to my heart, too. And like we've yeah. talked about it in depth on here. And like, like I cannot wait for this fucking animated show. I cannot oh, wait yeah. so excited, for this. Man. I want to hear that theme song ramp up. I'm ready to <laughs> I'm ready to get into it. Like oh, I, I just can't. And that's like that. I feel like that's a good representation of what you're saying when you say that like Marvel knows the fans. Like that's such a like move that just blue fan. Like you're gonna bring back the '90s X-Men cartoon. Right, right, Fuck right. yes, you know. I, and I know it's it's such a great thing. Pure um, crystallized nostalgia, right? <laughs> for sure. Oh I mean, yeah. Like, they 100 know like what fans are needing and wanting and then you know like the whole thing with the actual x-men movies and mm-hmm. and bringing back all these characters and wanting to redo it in the marvel way i mean everything they've, they've touched is it's been great right like mm-hmm. it's everyone's excited about it like, you know the the fact that they're doing a daredevil series the fact mm-hmm. that you know they're doing all these things it's just amazing so i no matter what you say about marvel they know what they what they're doing at the end of the yeah. day they definitely keep building on what good solid found you know foundation they've made <laughs> absolutely yeah and like then it. you've got dc over here who can't <laughs> find their dick in the dark like they just i don't they just i don't understand they have these wonderful characters and this years and years of wonderful stories to go from and they just miss mm-hmm. yeah and, and then you have Mar- marvel can make Marvel can make a billion dollars off of Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And we might not get a Flash movie, you know? Like, we, we might still <laughs> yeah. not get to see this thing. Yeah, so, that's very true. Uh, so much more chaotic as, there. As someone who grew up, like, you know, I love loved Marvel my entire life. And to have it get to this point where, like, it is the pinnacle of Hollywood right now. It is the biggest thing in the world. And, like, it's such a great feeling of validation for anybody who ever shit on me for being a comic nerd when I was a kid. That's <laughs> like, oh yeah, well now that thing is the biggest thing in the world. So maybe you should have listened. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's great. I, I, not to call, to call back to what we were talking about earlier about you, Andy. What is it? What is it that's bringing so much to into Atlanta as far as like why? What are the reasons? And mostly tax credits, or is it just a great atmosphere to make? movies and tv shows in or what, what what's with the migration there yeah i think um for the most part it is the tax incentives you know they they do so well with the industry and and, and that's really you know it's the film industry is is a money pit right mm-hmm. like that's that's all they really care about that's why you have you know movies or whatever like on, i hate to touch on it but the whole back girls scenario mm-hmm. right like at the end of the day it's a business and it's about money um, so it's a hundred percent what a lot of people consider when they first come here, um, the tax incentives, but then, you know, being in Georgia, you have 
so many different locations and environments that you can use, right? You have Atlanta being your cityscape. You can go up to North Georgia and be in the mountains. You can go to Savannah and get that yeah. beach fill. You know, you have all these different environments and options that you don't really have in a lot of places, um, which is really nice. And now that Atlanta has been kind of established and, and so many companies now, there's so many studios open in Atlanta now. So it, it is, um, options for these studios to come and like build their their places so like marvel like they they're very like you know stuck in in a studio and so they're just like churning out content and and they just have you know constant um filming going around atlanta just because they've been there for so long now so it's just like yeah. why move to somewhere else when you're so used to not to a place you know what i mean for sure yeah especially like diversity of landscape is definitely a big thing. You can get all kinds of different stuff in one place right outside of it. Atlanta is, or Georgia in general is, yeah, such a diverse uh, state. Um, and Atlanta is such a, both a recognizable, but also like up close, not recognizable skyline, you know, like a lot of people kind of know what it looks like from the certain films we have seen it represented in, but you get close enough. It's just like any other city as it were. It could be a good backdrop for something like you see in Marvel and shit like that. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it, it's and it's funny because you know living in Atlanta and and knowing uh, so so many of the common places like there's mm-hmm. there's a running joke in in uh, one of the hotels that's been used in like everything. It's that that traditional elevator look. Yeah, and, you know, right. I think it's like where like Dragon Con and all that uh, is at. Right. It's like it's like just that iconic and everyone that works in Atlanta just laughs about it. And we're like, yep, that's that one hotel. Easy. It's pretty like, great. It's always used. Yeah. So I do great. love that it's it's getting that sort of the same way as like, you know, oh, there's that one restaurant from LA or the, you know, the thing you see in New York. Oh, we know that building from New York in every show or whatever. Like it's cool that a place like Atlanta, you know, somewhere in the South, people don't really think much is going on down there is, is growing in such a way. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Too bad Wilmington missed out on that. Not that I really want Wilmington <laughs> to have boomed in that way. Cause it can't grow, but anyway, that's yeah, all the all the local Wilmington talk is why people listen to this podcast. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you uh you talk about wanting to like get into more directing and stuff yourself. Like what kind of films would you like to make? Um, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. Um trying to meld my passion of like nerdy stuff and fantasy and you know, coming of age stories and and, and I'm very big in inclusive inclusivity of like my culture so I definitely want to have more films representing like me and my you know country and stuff like that um so it's, it's I hear very... what I hear is I hear coming of age and I hear diversity I feel like you're hinting that you, are you directing X-Men you can you can drop it right here <laughs> I mean I can't also not confirm or deny this um, all right and Chris Claremont is writing fair enough we heard you heard it here first folks but yeah I mean like that's... No, that sounds that sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope and dream for, I feel like, any minority, really. Like, you know, the, it is just to be able to, you know, look on a big screen and, and feel represented and, and feel heard. And, and, you know, like, the idea, like, Black Panther was such a movement for the African-American community mm-hmm. because this is the first time they've ever seen a superhero that was their skin tone and, and like them. You know, and it is such a beautiful moment. And is is I feel like that's what a lot of minorities want. You know, I mean, like they want to feel heard and seen and and be able to have their kids look up to someone that looks like. Oh, that. man. 
Have either of you watched any of the reaction videos of like young African American girls seeing the new Little Mermaid trailer? Oh, like, it's beautiful. It's yeah, tremendous. It's, it's yeah. tremendous. Yeah. It's so awesome to see yeah. the looks on their face to see someone like them up there. You know, it's just oh, it's so weird that we live in a world that not everyone looks that way. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's that's the beautiful thing about art, like you know, being able to tell your story especially if it's stories that haven't been told enough uh i love that you know tell them yourself if you haven't heard them you know that's that's a great thing oh yeah absolutely so is there anything that you're working on currently that you can talk about um i don't think they officially announced that they wrapped but i'm 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 on another marvel streaming show so um yeah a lot of the shows that are still technically that haven't like come out yeah i can't really talk about like right. she hulk i can talk to up to a certain point since they've only really so many episodes right um but you know i think how many, how many are there are there nine i can't remember i believe so okay yeah okay um but yeah i mean i, I love the series my i i became friends with the head writer she's great nice. my, like i said my friend wrote on it he's great um you know i worked on loki same thing in the oh, office yeah. and that was an experience um tom hiddleston was amazing he's a phenomenal actor right um and it and is and it's wild because seeing it in real life and then seeing it on screen you're like whoa i walked on that set you know what i mean and, it, and it's such right. a, and it's just an awe-inspiring moment to be able to see something that you're a part of to be on the screen and even if it's like the smallest role or smallest position and, and it's just an, an amazing feeling to be able to see that and be like i had something to do with that so it was Hell really cool. yeah yeah it's such a big yeah. project to see it come together that's a beautiful thing like yeah uh any uh fun stories in general like what's like the the craziest or most fun thing you've experienced working uh, on sets and stuff i will always say so i was a director's assistant um for venom and so I got to experience Tom Hardy be both, you know, um, Brock and Venom and, and, mm. and the, the talents and the, just the way his mind works, watching that happen and, and unfold, it will always be like the best experience ever because he's insanely talented, but that was always so cool. Cause you would always see him like react cause you would be able to hear in in his ear venom saying his lines to him and oh, so it's just yeah it's it's insane because i think there's there was there's an article out and he explained how that process worked and and it was very he would record his venom lines and he would have an earpiece and we would have our sound playback guy play his venom lines as he's acting and so it was so intense to see him react and talk yeah. back to himself as he was hearing the signs and it, it was just it was amazing oh it's so surreal that's really incredible yeah, yeah. fuck yeah 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 see, there's, that's, that's there's cool. always really cool times yeah for sure see like, as a comic fan that also makes me super happy to like to see like there was a time when people didn't take this shit seriously you yeah, know like absolutely. to hear that a great actor like tom hardy comes in and puts in that kind of work into a movie like Venom, just like that warms my cockles a little bit. You know? like, that <laughs> makes me happy. I just, yeah, I like, sure. I, I like that these people are not just doing this stuff for a paycheck. Like they actually are passionate about the work oh, that they're putting in. Absolutely. And, I mean, in the the amount of actual research, like I I remember, you know, they they would ask for what comic books, you know, like specifically, like what 
they were focused on like there was they were doing up by stuff with like in lethal protector for venom right mm-hmm. and so they would ask me like what comic books what what are the references from when you know uh venom was in spider-man and then then showing the different panels and like mm-hmm. i remember having to find these comic books and pulling each panels and and showing the references um from it and and be like hey here's this panel you're looking for here's the line or you know what easter eggs can we put in this and you know you're doing the research of like, like oh here's this character that is so obscure that kind of comes across once you know what i mean so right. it's very cool that that um they do take the time to take the material and go through it and try to keep it as true as possible um but also making their own story at the same time right so it is always really cool to hear that experience of of studios trying to keep it true as possible to the reference materials but then also making their own story you know what i'm saying absolutely well that's fantastic uh so yeah like outside of comic books what other shit are you into at the moment music you're listening to what do you what are you Uh, feeling (laughs) man i i don't know i'm just i'm I'm into anime. I got into D and D not too long ago. Um, so I'm pretty, pretty obsessed with that. Um, you know, just whatever nerdy stuff that comes across my plate that I like to like be a part of, you know, like I, I would enjoy it. Just um, give it a try. Huh? That's awesome. Exactly. You know, when I have downtime, some video game action, you know, yeah, so. what you're playing. Um, so I finally got a PS five and I've been like, I would always watch people play like God of War. So I finally finished God of War. Nice. And so I'm pretty stoked about um, Ragnarok coming out in November. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, And then I'm pretty stoked about the Harry Potter open world game coming out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize I'm so behind on games. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a system for the first time in my adult life. Asking me if you um, should buy a switch recently. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. yes, you should. Well, I have, yeah, I have, I have a six-year-old and, a th- and almost a four-year-old, and right now we are big on. Uh, we have a controller for our Apple TV, and we are oh, playing yeah. a lot of uh, Crossy Road. <laughs> and there's a skateboarding game on Apple Arcade that they like to just get it going really fast and fall down the stairs. That's awesome. that's that's our <laughs> yeah. big stuff right now, and and then original Sonic and Sonic Two. Um, oh, that's amazing! Classics, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. So we're deep into that right now. We are we are. Uh, I'm assembling a Doctor Robotnik costume. We are deep into Sonic. <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome! Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonic's a lot of fun. anyway. So, so what else shoots in Atlanta besides Marvel stuff? Like how deep? I don't. I guess I always knew the Walking Dead shot there. Walking um, Dead does. I think they're almost done in general with that yeah. series. Um, Jesus, look, I mean, fifteen years of, of exactly. Um, congratulations insane. on surviving the zombie outbreak. <laughs> Seriously, it's been nuts. Um, Stranger Things shoots there. Cobra okay. Kai shoots there. Um, what Do you know what uh, the cast of Cobra Kai and the cast of Stranger Things have in common, actually? No. Uh, not, none, of, none of them know how to do karate. Oh, uh, <laughs> fair. Okay. <laughs> there are like one. four people on that show that know how to do karate, and none of them are Daniel Belarusso. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's great. You know what? I'm not going to act like I don't watch it. I'm caught up. I've seen <laughs> the new season. Exactly. It's one of those like things. Yeah. It. Exactly. It's very nostalgic. You know what I mean? Like, you, you oh. can't help but not to watch it. I have crippling nostalgia. So, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's something that I have to deal with on a regular basis. I'm going to mute myself for a hot second to pull my uh, cheesecake out of the oven. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of things, you know, movies and and such that kind of just comes through Atlanta. It's a bunch of different things. It's um, really cool that it's booming so much. For uh, sure. But it is this a point like uh, was a Stranger Things feels like it's something that could have shot in North Carolina, you know? So it is kind of a bummer to think that like, you know, uh, they basically gave up all these opportunities. I mean, good for Atlanta, but uh, it does kind of sting a little bit when it's <laughs> the place that I'm from that sort of lost this opportunity, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it, and I think North Carolina is it's trying to get it back again. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a slow process, you know? So yeah. it's it's one of those things is now at this point, Atlanta has built up the infrastructure of, yeah. you know, having like, like at least six different studios that Damn, people yeah. can film in. And then like the, all the companies that have the gears and, and, and all the knickknacks that they need. So it, it's kind of like one of those situations is like North Carolina is playing catch up now at this yep. point. Cause it's like, they don't really have everything that that's needed. Um, not saying that I, I know plenty of people who, who's moved from North Carolina to Atlanta to, to work, right. but I know they would love to go back. You know what right. I mean? Like that, that is, that is an issue, but someday I feel like one day if, if the uh, state of North Carolina plays ball and gets into Texas in it again, but who yeah. knows? Yeah. But, uh, but like you say, it is like that idea of like, why move at this point? There's, there's so much shit already there. Like it would be mm -hmm. a lot to ask of, of whole studios to just move their productions like that. But um yeah, sorry, sorry, Wilmington, sorry, Screen Gems. You know, like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you you lost it. Uh, so, like, what are some things that you would like to see made in the future that maybe you would want to work on? You know, something that uh, that might not have, have come across your desk yet, but like, what would be a dream comic project that you would want to? Work oh on? man, hmm. I want a Gambit. I so badly would love a Gambit like solo movie. Um, I'm gonna play Gambit in your solo movie. Hold on a second, oh, because yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm very okay. opinionated on this, Andy. I I haven't really put any thought into it. I think we as a network about... have an official stance. So, oh yeah, we yeah we have your official stance. Um, now, mind you, this would uh, possibly, I don't know if it would take any de-aging because this man is aging like fine wine. <laughs> uh -huh. But if we, could, if we could get circa 2003 Josh Holloway, um, so like when he was lost. on, when he was yeah. Sawyer on Lost, mm -hmm. yeah. that's who I want. That's who I want. I, and it's never going to happen. I 100% that. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Look, I'm willing to admit it, Ian. <laughs> we can dream. We can dream. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's CG now. Like yeah. they, they they brought back Carrie Fisher in a Star Wars movie. Like, <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's possible. I mean, Evangeline Lilly is Wasp, and she was the lo yeah. his love interest in Lost. Surely, yeah, she could pull some strings, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. If she's age appropriate to play a superhero, then he can be Gambit, all right? Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Would love, would love to see that. I, I guess my like love for Gambit was heavy from the '90s series, and then, and then I don't know, just playing, you know, Marvel versus Capcom video yeah, game, oh, yeah. be like you know, whooping ass with War Machine and, and Gambit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's great absolutely yeah that's uh, again that's just one of those things where we're like we're living in a time where like these dreams can come true like they're they're talking about a nova project nova was one of my favorite characters in the 90s mm -hmm. i know i'm probably not going to get uh you know the the nova who wears a butthole surfers t-shirt but i can fucking dream you know and it's like either way it's cool that we're getting these different characters that we never oh, expected absolutely. to see on screen so mm -hmm. keep it yeah going. i think i think that's what's great about um 
this the opening of, of streaming series, right? Like mm-hmm. you're 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 able to introduce all these new characters that you never heard of, or like I, the amount of times I worked on She Hulk and people are like, I didn't even know She Hulk was a real character, right. and I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, what are you talking about? So it's 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 really cool to see how like the industry has lean so heavily into the into the industry and, and I, I kind of hate to say it because but thank you COVID and I guess because <laughs> right. that 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 kind of helps like it it showed how much people wanted content yes. and so now you have all these right. like you have Amazon you have Netflix you have HBO you have all these like you know streaming services now like trying to pump out their own original content or pump out all this content because they realize, okay, well, people are now just going to sit at their house. They're not going anywhere. Like they've gotten mm-hmm. so used to it. Like we need to have all this stuff. This is, we need to capitalize on it. And so now it's like, great. We can introduce all these characters w- without having to, you know, make a whole movie and, mm-hmm. and having to force people to go to the theaters. You can watch it out at your own leisure. Yeah. Um, so I get think a, that's, that's get great. A werewolf by night special, you know, oh, stuff yeah. like that. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Which I, looks I, crazy good, by yes. the way. So good. Me, me and my friend were talking about it, and I was like, just the trailer alone, I was like, this looks amazing. Like, it gives you that nostalgic, old-school mm-hmm. horror vibes. I'm just like, please, let it let it stay that tone. Let it stay that coloring. Like, yes. I, it's just beautiful, all That's in a, all. At the end of the day, like, Marvel really does nail camp, and, like, that is a perfect... The horror camp is something we need to see from them. I'm very oh, excited. I mean... I, I, have you guys watched Doctor Strange too? We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, several times. Just, Sam Raimi is just at all of it. He threw up all over that movie. That just screams him. It you does. know what I'm saying? Like it, everything about it, and it was beautiful. It was amazing. I couldn't have asked for anything else. Like it was, it was perfect. Like I, I thought it was, it was such a great way to meld in horror and then like having your your comic book um mm-hmm. lore and everything in it. it was such a great movie and, and they like you said they they did it well mm-hmm. they did great yeah can't wait uh really excited and i mean things like the uh the holiday special with the uh, guardians of the galaxy too like being able to branch out into these weird extra like not even sub genres i guess christmas movie is a genre but like i don't know that shit's so cool like why not they got the money they you know yeah. they got the budget sure. well, it's shit. like it's like one it's like one off issues yeah absolutely it's special events you know? and stuff like yeah it's yeah it's fucking awesome these are these are your annuals you know or whatever your double mm-hmm. issues yeah oh and, and it's like you know um that's the beauty of people who actually know comic books and, and and see those things where it's like oh this doesn't really follow the grand scheme of mm-hmm. what marvel's doing but it's fun because this is exactly like comic books right mm-hmm. like You'll you'll read a series or, or an, a, a storyline and be like cool, and then just randomly throws you off the tangent and just like where did this character go? Why is he doing this now? You know what I'm saying? So it, and it's it's beautiful and 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 I will say like that is what I love about She Hulk, right? Like mm-hmm. each episode is not like an overall storyline. It's very to that tone of comic books. It's just like cool. I, it feels like I'm reading and watching a comic because it's just mm-hmm. like here and here and here and here. Yeah. But ultimately, it's going to get to a spot where people are like, okay, now I see what's happening. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I think they do great. I think they get writers that actually know what they're doing and and read the material and know exactly what um their fans want. And I I think it's great. 
I mean, I definitely feel like the episodic nature of television is a good idea for just the comics anyway. I mean, that's exactly how they always have been. Uh, I think the movies have been great and I've been having a good time, but I do really enjoy like every week, you know, stopping by mm -hmm. to see what my hero's doing or whatever. Like, and especially with how the shows have been doing, like with She-Hulk and what we're going to get with like Daredevil and Echo, like getting more of that street level thing, like Josh and I've talked about in the past, like we get a lot of cosmic shit in the movies. So it's cool to kind of see what's happening with everybody else in the, in the regular everyday world, you know, on the ground level. It's, it's yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. As, as a fan, what are your favorite Marvel projects, even if you weren't things you worked on? Uh, favorites would be that I didn't work on, but in all in general, Marvel Universe. Hello, Shang-Chi. <laughs> yes. Action scene, fighting scenes, beautiful. Um, can't wait for the sequel. Um, I can't wait. So the director that did Chang Chi is 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 doing the Kang Dynasty. I think they announced right, that, right. and yep. and I, he's gonna do amazing. Like he's incredible. Um, I'm ecstatic for the uh, Wakanda Forever, um, the second Black Panther installment. I'm, I'm super intrigued. Uh, what they do go with that? Um, you know, I just I just enjoy everything that comes out that they've done. What a heavy thing to have <laughs> to carry for. For to, to have to make a sequel to that film without Chad was like, what a what a big task and like I I am really looking forward to seeing what Coogler did with it because for sure I think the dude can do no wrong basically from oh, everything I've seen of his so absolutely absolutely yeah he's he's a phenomenal filmmaker I think he's smart he knows again his audience and what they want and and even if whatever he goes with it I know he's gonna you know do Chadwick Boseman proud and respectfully yeah. like I, I, I oh I without a doubt yeah um but yeah I mean it, it's I'm excited for it because um I will say so for when Black Panther released so every so often like you know working in the industry sometimes we they'll they'll do like premieres or whatever in the town that they shot in or whatever so I got to actually go to the Black Panther premiere and nice. uh, that they oh, yeah. showed in like one of the box theater, which is like one of the biggest theaters in, in Atlanta. So um, I got to go with some coworkers and being there was an experience because you would have all walks of life. You would have so many people from some of the HBCUs coming in. They would be in their dashikis. And it was such nice. a beautiful moment to see them proud and being represented. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like for the second. Yes. One yeah yeah absolutely and that is such a wonderful thing that marvel's doing right now is marvel i just love the diversity and the stories that get told mm -hmm. and things okay. that i mean without marvel without having the success that they've had before i, I love that they're parlaying that into things like miss marvel and that is a story that 10 years ago there's no way that would have got told on television even mm -hmm. just within a decade oh, and, and now we get a show like that and a star like that and just it, i i just i love getting to see all these different stories that we as comic fans have already always used to that we're always used to diverse stories we're always used to <laughs> inclusivity and, and and but the world isn't unfortunately and i love that the biggest property in hollywood is pushing diversity and is man is is celebrating all these different cultures and stories and doing it justice and doing it well mm -hmm. and as a parent of two little boys, I love that this is what they see too. You know, I mean, I love that they're growing up in a world where they, where they get a Shang Chi and they get a Black Panther and they get a Miss Marvel. You know, and um, 
they're doing that right. That's for freaking sure. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And and then, you know, with the announcement of, of Echo, like it is mm-hmm. even goes for yeah. beyond that place, you know, it's, it's bringing in people who are indigenous and native Americans and showing mm-hmm. the different life in their culture. And, and then even with B- Maya Lopez being deaf, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it is also bringing in another subset of, of culture of people that didn't know, you know, what it's like within the ASL world. So it's mm-hmm. very amazing that they're doing something like that. I think it's very cool. For sure. Absolutely. Anybody can be heroic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's there's no limitations on doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I love it. You know, I'm going to get emotional over here. I'm a parent. <laughs> this, stuff, this stuff means a lot to me. But it um, is like it's an amazingly beautiful thing that that comes from what is just like would be considered just modern day blockbusters. But they really are using that platform to at least, you know, shine a light on things. It's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. And, and let's be honest, some of the stances that Disney makes outside of the Marvel Universe <laughs> is pretty well making it a a pretty good stance of how they feel about things too. So, and, and telling a giant group of shitty people, they don't want their money. So I think that's a big, uh, that's a bold, bold thing to do as a company in, in 2022. So yeah, I, I just, sure. I'll, you know, I'll show up for whatever they put out, um, <laughs> right. except, except for, except for cars. I don't do those cars. movies. I, they, my boys can watch that at their mom's house. I don't do Larry, the cable guy. I don't do that tow mater thing. That's None great. of that. I, I wipe my hands of that. Well, we'll fair. watch Luca ten times a day, you know. <laughs> yeah, does I love that? Absolutely. Fair. Um, well, Andy, thanks for coming on and talking to us. Yeah, dude, it was. Um, it was a this lot has fun. been nice, super awesome. Yeah. Um, maybe down the road we can when once you can we get farther into stuff, you can come back on and we can talk about more stuff that you can't talk about right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, shifting I'm, that I timeline. Mean, look, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm 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 constantly. Um, working and, and i'm blessed to keep working on these marvel shows you know i i work with a team that that's always working on a marvel thing so i am on another one and potentially going to be on another one soon so yeah definitely would love to uh, get in touch with you guys again and, and keep you guys updated on, on my world yeah whatever you whatever you're ready to announce that you're directing x-men <laughs> yeah right come right to us yeah absolutely we'd, we'd love to break it 100 percent. give you guys the exclusive once that happens hell yeah 100%. okay perfect perfect i mean so, why not believe come on marvel believe in your talent yeah exactly yeah exactly so uh so yeah tell the people where they can find you if there's anywhere that you you do on social medias or any projects you got oh. uh, you want people to listen to if you got friends you'd like to plug instead do what you know this is your oh, time yeah um my friend that i was telling you that writes for comic books cody ziggler a phenomenal writer, um, a, a fantastic person. He uh, just finished his Spider Punk series. Fuck yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, that's okay. Yep. So that's that's my boy. He's the best. He just announced that he's doing the Miles Morales series in December. So oh, I would nice. keep him on y'all's radar because he's blowing up. He's a great guy. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that's really all. I mean, like, if you want to find me on social, sure. I mean, I don't really post anything on social, so I wouldn't really want to plug that. But I would plug my friend Cody Ziegler all day, every day, because he's the best. So. That's a beautiful thing. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, uh, we really appreciate having you on. We hope to talk to you again soon. For sure. Thanks, guys, for having me. Well, that was a nice little conversation. I sure had fun talking to Andy. That was very cool. Good to learn some stuff about uh, Atlanta like that. You know, we definitely, he and I lamented... Uh, 
the the loss of Wilmington's ability to have been cool. Maybe I would have stayed in that town a little longer, but had to. I meant shit to the ask bag. him about Atlanta filming in Atlanta. Oh yeah, if he knows anybody, did you watch Atlanta? I haven't watched it yet. That's on the list, uh, along with the man. It is. It is so much more than what you think that show would be. It just ended too, didn't it? Yeah, I believe it's about so. to have if, its finale. Uh, either this season's the end, or there's one more season. I can't okay. remember. This might be it right now. This yeah. might be the end. Um, I'm waiting until the season's finished before I watch it. Right. So yeah. I've just seen the first couple seasons, or the first. I can't think now. But it's very good. It's very okay. avant-garde. It's way more than what you'd think it would be. Probably. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really know too yeah. much about it besides you know uh, old fucking uh, Glover's attachment. So yeah, um, I do want. It's to all him. Show. He oh, writes okay. and it's yeah, it's his baby. Right up our alley. Um, yeah, but it's, I, I it's, love that we, uh, we missed the one show called "The Town He Works In." Good job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, and then after, just so everybody knows, after we got off of the phone with him, he admitted that he is directing X Men. So it is official. It is here. He is the director of X Men. It's pretty strange. Have you joke? All joking aside, um, the stipulations behind X Men. With the how they're not they going to make them until 2025, or else they got to worry about you know Simon Kinberg. Yeah. Which let's yeah. all admit, we don't want Simon Kinberg anywhere near our no, X Men. I'm good. He he had his chance, bugger. God, he had several chances. <laughs> they even let him direct one. Right <laughs> out loud. Right. Good good move, guys. But anyway, very good talk. Andy's yeah. a solid dude. Definitely. Um, Be on the lookout for more projects that he's working on in the future definitely yeah absolutely it was a fun episode as always i was really happy to to have our chat this week um but yeah any any other things to plug besides your cheesecake um uh, just the cheesecake and i also have some poppy seed chicken in the oven that i'm working on it's all going to be very delicious tonight i'm very excited about that but uh it was good to talk to you and good to talk to him and good to be back on what are you watching what are you what are you hip on well right now do a little more yeah we uh Right now, uh, we've been going through. We just finished watching a show called Owl House on Disney Plus. That is okay. really good. It is like really weird fantasy shit, but it's not like your standard sword and sorcery. It's a really cool like take on magic and shit, um, and okay. it's very inclusive. Uh, and we're currently watching a show called Amphibia on there that is about uh, people in a town full of frogs. A woman, a lady, is stuck in a. Uh, a town of talking frogs and it's really wild adventures but it's really fun and it's fucking surreal and maximalist to all kinds of extents it's very strange but mm. uh, yeah that's what we've been doing that we we watched um 1997 i believe the game starring michael douglas oh tremendous film directed yeah. by david fincher yes maybe the most underrated david fincher movie i think Oh, uh, my God. I didn't realize you hadn't seen the game. Oh, no, I've seen it like a million times. Oh, uh, Nikki okay, had never seen okay. it. So it was an opportunity for me to be like, oh, really? Now, just watch this movie. I won't tell you anything. Oh, it was, oh it's fucking such awesome. a good movie. And it just it hits just as hard, even like, you know, the seventh time I've seen it. Like, I just fucking love oh, it so the much. reveal with Michael Rappaport and the champagne. And oh, it's so oh man, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I first time I saw that movie was on VHS. Damn. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. I love that movie. That that might be the first thing I can remember watching of Fincher's. I think it might be mine too because I saw it before I saw Seven. Uh, yeah, it came then, out before Seven, didn't it? I think it. No, it came out after. Is it his first film? He was going to okay. do it, but uh, he got the opportunity and budget to do Seven and did it first. 
So okay. it's actually the follow-up to Seven, which is even wilder to me that nobody talks about. That's a fucking solid follow-up to a movie like Seven. I like it better than Seven. <laughs> I, I kind of do, I too. I mean, Seven's more, a great unique. movie. If I was going to rank Fincher movies, I would put it over The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, I'd put it over Mank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> even though it was a big success, Gone Girl. Yeah. Um, I would put it over all those movies. I think that the game is a phenomenal film. The way it just plays with you, the viewer, psychologically, as much as it does, uh, you know, fucking Douglas. It's just, it's great. It's and wow. of course his first movie is Alien Three. I don't know why. Oh yeah, that's right. That yeah. is his first film. Yeah. Oh, God. Wow, to make a directorial yeah. debut with a movie that big. That's... Yeah, and get meddled with that hard so initially, like. Yeah. I'm surprised he kept going. <laughs> you know, like that. No kidding. Woof. Fuck yeah. Yeah, The Game. Such a great movie. I'm going right. to watch that maybe tonight. Yeah. I've been watching uh, Better Call Saul. I never okay. did watch Better Call nice. Saul. So I've been going through that. Um, obviously, I've been watching She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, not my favorite Marvel yeah. project, um, but I've been watching it. I can't get into The Rings of Power. Really? I've yeah. been hearing so much mixed stuff about that show. It's the most beautiful show I've ever seen. Oh, Yeah. It's the it's the most beautifully shot show I've ever seen. You can nice. see the money in it, right? I mean, the you see the budget for sure, but does that mean that it's entertaining? <laughs> right. Um, I'm just not into it. I'm just not. I haven't watched Andor. That's what I'm planning on doing after I get off. The oh man, movie. I really enjoyed it. We did watch the the three episode premiere. I'm really liking yeah. it so far. It's fucking. I'm good. excited for that. Yeah. It looks like they've taken the Rogue Squadron movie off of the slate. Yeah, I noticed that because uh, I guess Jenkins, Patty Jenkins, she was going to direct it. She's mm-hmm. busy again. Yep. She's doing something else, and I guess was like this wasn't important enough for her. So, uh, no Star Wars film. Maybe maybe, maybe somewhere uh, Andy could jump in. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, give him fucking. Well, is is Tyka's project a show or is it uh, a movie? I'm not sure. I I I think last I heard it was. Show, I don't know if it's but... even been officially announced. I guess I just, or at least they've announced that he's making something. I guess they really yeah. haven't said what it is yet. I mean, it's kind of like um, that uh, that thing they did. Uh, or they doing with everybody where they're like, yeah, so and so has a trilogy, and then like we don't actually hear an announcement or a title for a long time. Oh, well, half the people in Hollywood are working on a Star Wars. Project, yeah, for sure. Right you know. Know, but... <laughs> I think I've got. One I think fan, that actually. they made the right decision. Right, Andy's working on three. He's <laughs> directing a trilogy himself. He doesn't even know it yet. Um. I think it's a smart idea for them to take a hard pause, though, mm-hmm. on Star Wars movies. We were um, so oversaturated especially for a when, while. And, I mean, they can argue it all day long, but they're just the last three were not what people were looking for. Yeah. Um, they had good moments. There were cool things about them. Um, I still think that they're doing a way. Like, what Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing mm-hmm. is Star Wars right now to me. Yeah. And that's why I think with Andor, it feels like it's something that people have been wanting. The The tone of it feels more, you know, mature. I don't, you know, it's it's feeling a little bit more like serious, at least in tone. And um, it's really taking the whole like espionage thing, you know, to heart. And I'm pretty excited to see that. Like, I'm hoping that that's what we continue to see is spinoff of these characters we love that Filoni's already nailed <laughs> and, um, you know, diving into genre features involved in the universe you know give us yeah like we always talk about i want my hut mafia movie is what i'm saying i need that to happen her mafia series yeah. i'm down with that i feel like that could be something that could be easily spun off of mandalorian for sure yeah why not get us to see more nal hutta anyway i love that fucking 
weird grip. This week, I finally watched the making of Kenobi. Oh, nice. Yeah, I still haven't checked that out, but man, it'll make you, it'll hit you in the field. Yeah. Just how do we, how we don't deserve you and (laughs) McGregor. He is a treasure. Absolutely. He really is. He's another one of those dudes that, like, I feel like he could do anything, and yet he chooses to make very cool stuff, like even playing Black Mask. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, for somebody of his like prestige level, that definitely is a role not a lot of folks would take. But he he can have fun with that and also do really fucking dark shit. You know, I love it. And he is going to live forever. The, <laughs> yeah. He is somehow younger than Hayden Christian. I was about to say, talk about aging backwards. Like <laughs> they yeah, had to age him up, up for. for they had to. They were like, oh, we gotta we gotta de-age Hayden Christensen, and we gotta put some age on. Ewan McGregor. He's not sun damaged enough. This don't look right. Yeah. <laughs> this beautiful angel faced Scottish man. Yeah. He's a miracle. He is. Um, but man, I, I I know that these aren't things that I didn't want to say anything to him because I didn't want to talk about anything that's not been officially announced, but like um and he didn't say anything to us about this off. I want to make sure that the people know this. I'm gonna yeah, try yeah. to leak something, but like right, right. They have. There's a lot of rumors that we're going to get a second se- season of Loki. I think it's shooting. Oh um, yeah, Ooh. or at least it's shooting soon or something like that. And I just that's something I'm really looking forward to. I really enjoy. I, I want to get back and rewatch Loki. Yeah, it was so neat. Uh, I really loved all the like temporal shit and it's such a good story. Um, it's it's also spawned a really. There's a really fun series of comics that they put on the Marvel app that are like Friday funny goof 'em up comics, and they usually feature mm-hmm. the animals of the Marvel world. And that okay. that show has given us uh, Loki, alligator Loki's adventures in a comic, and it's fucking incredible. It's delightful. And it's so fun and cute. Uh, and he hangs out with the cats of the Marvel universe, and it's just it's so fun. So that show's given us all kinds of amazing treasures. <laughs> But. I'm excited to see where, where things go because like he said, we are getting a lot of these stories, but like we don't really know the overarching story right now. Yeah, yeah it's still very vague. Um, it's very, very vague. And that's something new, I feel like, in the Marvel Universe because up until now, we knew we were leading to an Epoch event. Mm-hmm. You know, we, whether it was we knew we were going up to the formation of the Avengers or we knew we were leading up to thanos and the Mm -hmm. infinity gauntlet or whatever it was we knew that there were these things that we were moving towards Mm -hmm. and now we have no idea what's going to happen and um i think that there are a lot of people online who are getting very impatient (laughs) right um but i think that the quality the stuff we've gotten has been i mean minus a few projects have been good quality Mm -hmm. so just enjoy it and see where it goes they've got a plan just because we don't see it doesn't mean we're looking at a room through a keyhole. We can't see the whole thing. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, and I've just been like me personally, you know me, I'm having fun with all this shit. Like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. fucking really enjoying the the goofy, immature nature of She-Hulk. And, you know, I've had sure. fun with all the series so far. Like, I'm yeah, just I'm, not going to, I'm not going to sit here and act like Black Widow was great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's okay. You know, it but like it has some sequences, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, meh, you know, um, there are some, they, but they, they, my biggest thing we'll is see. that she should have got it a long time ago. You know, I feel like it's a, a too late right. kind of thing. And I really actually had a problem with the stinger uh, where we have this comical nose blowing over her gravestone, like fuck this character that we've known to love for a long time. It was, and I know she's a villain, you know, I know that uh, uh, fucking Valentina's a villain or whatever, but it's still, it's like you turned this somber scene into such a joke and it makes it feel like, yeah, Black Widow didn't really matter that much, especially with the after the fact feel of the movie and stuff. That kind of stuff kind of hurts, but you know, I still try to I really hope that we're going to get what the rumored on the internet, which is because she is producing something. 
Oh. And we know that. I don't know if it's Thunderbolts. Ooh. Maybe she's involved in Thunderbolts, but um, I think that we're a lot of rumors that agree with me that we're going to get a Nomad film. Right. That yeah, takes place right movies. after Black Widow. Like, that's what she's going to get on that helicopter to go do. Ah, right. Is go meet up with Steve. And I am here for that. Oh, same. Yeah, no, I I need more of that shit. <laughs> I'm very excited for Cap 4. Uh, you know, it's like, that's, again, sticking with that espionage thing. Like, that's such a fun... Cap 2 did that so well. And I like that through line through the Captain America stuff. And Nomad would just be another perfect... Falcon and the Winter Soldier is still my favorite Disney Plus series. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's so good. It is. People think I'm joking when I say that, but it is my favorite (laughs) Disney Plus series. I like what it's about. I like it asks a tough question right now, which is how would America react to a black Captain America? Absolutely. And that I like putting that in people's face. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. (laughs) I just do. And I love the fucking dynamic of Mackie and Sebastian Stan. I think that they are just every single minute that they're on screen together is good, whether it's funny or heartwarming, sorry, excuse me, or just, there's so many great depictions of brotherhood and camaraderie. They need to do a Lethal Weapon movie. God damn it, I never thought of that. Oh, it just occurred to me, like my brain just broke, like (laughs) You magical son of a bitch, Maxwell. How did you come up Oh, oh my goodness! You know, I just these get things, Andy just back go. on the phone. <laughs> yeah, we get a little. Hey, okay. I don't have any money, but I'll give you what I got to produce this shit. Let's make this happen. Andy, call Bob, whatever his name is, Tiger <laughs> at Disney. I know you have his personal cell phone. Everyone who works on every Disney project gets Bob Iger's personal cell phone. Number. Of course, yeah. Please, please give him a call and tell him. Whoever Universal Paramount, whoever has the rights to lethal weapon, get it. Buy that shit now. And Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, right <laughs> Make now. Happen. Make it happen. Right now. Who could play the Joe Pesci role? Ooh, Joe Pesci. Just fuck. Trick it. question. Joe Pesci. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. absolutely. He's still alive. Absolutely. He's still there. <laughs> I'm out of retirement. Um, he can if, do that. If not, um, weirdly enough, Danny DeVito. Oh, oh my God! I was just about to say Danny. Yes, Danny DeVito. Got yeah. that same energy. Same energy. Oh God! We're we're making gold here. We actually, I got to cut all this out. We 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 have to take this to our lawyers. Yeah, this is some this is some primo shit right here. But I'm really excited Disco about shit. Oh, Bucky in fucking Thunderbolts, though. I'm really excited to see where that branches. Yeah, what's that about? Well, you know, I think that part of me just thinks that that's that casting is like Disney saying we got to keep Sebastian Stan around. <laughs> yeah. <no>. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta come up with something. We'll put him in the Thunderbolts. Right. In the Thunderbolts in the comics. I don't give a shit. Who cares? We cannot lose this man on a contract deal. We got yeah. to get him in here forever. Is he an anti-hero? He's Steve Rogers' best friend. He's an anti-hero. He murdered Tony Tony's parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mind control. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We got this. You know. I'm not even talking about Tony Stark's parents. He married Tony Hawk's parents. He murdered <laughs> he them. Murdered he him. killed them too. He married them first. He married <laughs> them. He waited until Tony was conceived, and then he killed them. <laughs> He did their wedding. He officiated their wedding, and then later murdered them at a skate park. And that's why Tony Hawk can do the nine hundred. It, it's yeah. he needed that boost, like Batman. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, one thing I wanted to argue with Andy with that I forgot I missed about it was when he was like, you know, like Batgirl. 
This is a business. That's a business decision. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. Whenever you rob the world of Michael Keaton playing Batman, you have done, gone beyond business. <laughs> right. That what you have done is an injustice to the human species. Absolutely. At that point, you. This is crimes against humanity. This isn't. This isn't the crimes against the state. This is the crimes against God. This is crimes against all of us living on this planet together. Yes. You robbed and us. You robbed us. No, no one cared that much about Batgirl. We were somewhat interested. It looked pretty cool. Brendan Fraser's in it. Right. But damn it. It has, it has Michael Keaton as Batman in it. Brendan Fraser you still guys. has the whale. What's Michael Keaton as Batman ever going to happen again? Well, he's in The Flash, too. Oh, oh yeah, because we know that that's going to happen now. Who oh. knows? That shit is like on a precipice in and of itself. Like, who the fuck knows at this point? It seems like at this point that as long as no one gets murdered, Ezra Miller is still allowed to play The Flash. <laughs> it looks like murder that. is the line. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> murder is the line. <laughs> At least so far. Well, I guess so we can move it, move it a little further. Because there's been a lot of like assault and like endangering children and that kind of stuff. And he's still, or they're still <laughs> starring as the Flash, as far as I know. They had a stern talk. And yeah, they had a stern talk. With him. <laughs> Look, guys, just so you all know, we set Ezra down and we were real serious with them. And they say they're going to do better. And we believe them. So we're canceling Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. What? That, that that tracks, I guess. <laughs> oh, you God. see, they are the villains and Marvel are the heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, isn't that I'm always been the way? That. It's kind of felt like that in the comic book days too, you know? Yeah, I've always been half in with DC, you know? it's yeah, same. To me, the world of comic books is kind of Marvel and Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then all the cool indie you know? shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I will give DC that. But yeah, know, when we're DC talking writer. mainstream, no, but for sure, mm-hmm. like... It's Batman and it's the Marvel universe. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate Watchmen and then things oh, yeah. that we got. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, Anything from Vertigo, uh, always good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I guess you could argue Superman a little bit, but most people's a thing is like, ah, Superman. Ugh, you know, he's he's always part of the conversation, but nobody's ever excited about the guy who is the kid on the playground who keeps making up powers as, as you know you're playing, and it's not fun. You know, that's kind of Superman's vibe. Right. It's just like the perfect guy. So like, what? There's no crisis there, you know. Uh, no, there's not. That's why shit like Luther is good, but I would like to see um a really good well-made Superman game. Yeah. Um we need more really good video games based on comic books. We got an Iron Man one coming. Is it going to be good? It's uh it's supposed to be headed by the same guy who did the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which actually fucking ruled. It was a lot of fun in the story. Was is it good. one of those kind of games though? Is it going to be like a Telltale game? Is there going to Probably go- no, oh no, not the Guardians Telltale, the Guardians of the Galaxy game from last year uh that released on like the PlayStation Xbox, I think PC as well. It's an adventure like third person game uh that goes oh. through a story of just like a moment okay. in the Guardians. It fucking rules. How about the guys that make Spider-Man? Can they make a bunch of games? Can they make- <laughs> right. Yeah, but then it would all be on PlayStation. I never get to play it. <laughs> I can't afford a PlayStation. I know. I you're Xbox. right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I could tell Andy works for Marvel. He's got a PS5. <laughs> right. Insomniac rules, but you know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But uh, if we could get a decent, like a real Avengers game. Yeah. Yeah. Not no, this I'm... grindy Destiny thing that we got. For sure. And like Midnight like Suns it... is cool, but like it's just XCOM. Like I want something that is like a legitimate avengers i want want grand theft auto yes yeah no absolutely and it is weird that we don't have some sort of sandbox superhero game legit like how has that not happened yet besides spider-man i guess but that's still technically niche i mean it's just now come to pc or miles morales dc universe 
Yeah, that was a massive multiplayer. Why, do, why hasn't Marvel made that? Why hasn't Marvel made something like GTA Online? Yeah, where you make your own superhero and you go live in this world. I don't know. It really seems like what they want to make is mobile games. A lot of Marvel's game stuff has been, um, you know, like uh, jewel delete games i don't know what mobile games are no. like but you know what i mean it's I like that kind sure. of shit uh but it's like you know with a lot of, a lot of microtransactions and it's like trading card games and stuff like that which is fine but that's not i mean again you're that's like a waste of the properties you guys have so much cool shit and so much money Make the coolest fucking superhero video games ever yes why not go mm. for it you guys are already doing it with movies right and Make I mean, the coolest shit. Split focus, I guess, maybe, but I don't know. Video games are still not really taken that seriously. You know, it's especially with the internet discourse. Capital G gamers are the fucking worst people on the internet next to Star Wars fans yeah. at this point. So, you know, I kind of understand why people are wary of it as a medium, but come the fuck on. An man. online MMO, though, that was like Grand Theft Auto Online yeah. with Marvel based would make money. It's genius. Yeah, no, it totally would. Which is like kind Huge of what map. The Avengers claimed to be, but that's not at all what it did, you know? Right. But. Anyway, well, good talk tonight. Absolutely, man. That was a great episode. I hope everyone enjoyed this. I hope you guys are all listening and enjoying it. Hey, Dalton, how you doing? Oh, Our big yeah. fan, Dalton. Hell yeah. Shout He's out. probably listening. Probably my parents. Um, we got a lot of probably fans. Probably your parents. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. We need to get, we haven't checked, ever since we started this up again, I really checked our stats to see what we got. We used, at our biggest point in this podcast, we had 5,000 subscribers almost. Oh, yeah. We got to get back up to that. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we need to do just thinking out loud right here for everybody to listen to. We need to get Andy's buddy on. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Like a spider so punk the first issue. That, great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we will try to work on that the best we can. Have a good talk with um, a fucking comic writer. Yeah. That would be so rad. That'd be dope. Anyway. Yeah. Um, good talk. Fuck yeah. And we'll be back for another episode, so, you know, eventually. <laughs> we make it work. We should- we didn't start this thing out with a here's the soup. We don't, we, we got to get oh, back on yeah. our game again. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's been so, we're rebooting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we got to come, we got to, we got to learn our shit again. Well, I do know for sure that uh, for Josh Custer, I'm Ian Maxwell. And for Ian Maxwell, I'm Josh Custer. Saying, saying, enjoy, enjoy your, your boils. boils. you can see my cheesecake yeah show that's me that's not cheesecake. my cheesecake that's me in a venom <gasps> shirt oh yeah <laughs> oh no venom cheesecake oh fuck yeah there's, there's my cheesecake oh that looks nice i just made oh yeah fresh cheese. and i got this i got this going in here oh damn what's that crumbly thing that's called poppy seed chicken oh so that's my dinner Hell this yeah. is my first day of my first Saturday off without kids or work in a year. Oh my I'm god! Not exaggerating. Well, congratulations. <laughs> so I got together with this new band and played, and yeah, made a cheesecake. You know the shit you, that everyone does on them when they don't have stuff to do. Yeah, that's your usual uh, nighttime shit, right? Fuck yeah! Everyone makes cheesecakes on the regular. <laughs> that's what I do. I like to do extensive work in my kitchen yeah. when I'm off work. <laughs> 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 All right.